0: This is Strange Assembly, episode 298, Candlekeep Mysteries. I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. I'm going to be talking today about Candlekeep Mysteries, the latest release for Dungeons and Dragons 5th Edition. It releases on March 16th, 2021. Candlekeep Mysteries is an anthology of adventures for D&D 5th Edition. Because this is an anthology of adventures, this is a primarily dungeon master focused product. This review, however, is spoiler free so you can also find out as a player if this is something that you would be interested in playing uh, in a game of or that you can, you know, pester your local DM to run adventures out of. So again, Candlekeep Mysteries is an adventure anthology, not a campaign. There are 17 adventures and they cover levels 1 to 16. Each adventure in Candlekeep Mysteries is sparked by the discovery of a book in the Great Candlekeep Library, which is best known, of course, as that zone that you start in in the original Baldur's Gate (laughs) CRPG. Although it it has adventures that cover 1 through 16, it is not a, a continuous campaign. They can be dropped into an existing campaign. They could be run as a one-shot, they could be run as a continuous campaign, but it's not going to be one overarching storyline. Only a few of the adventures have a firm tie to Candlekeep itself. In most of the adventures, the book is either a passage to a demiplane, or takes you to an extra-dimensional space, or it's Simply tells the characters to go off and do an adventure somewhere else. Bibliophiles will be happy to know that each adventure is named after the book that sparks the adventure, with books generally featuring uh, heavily in several of the adventures. Each of the individual books is lovingly described in Candlekeep Mysteries, although that description probably isn't going to really be relevant to the adventure. In a way, Candlekeep Mysteries most closely reminds me of Tales from the Yawning Portal. There are big thematic differences, however. While Tales from the Yawning Portal is a treasure trove of classic adventures, including some very old-school death trap dungeons, Candlekeep Mysteries is full of fresh adventures by mostly up-and-coming designers, along with a few veterans, and leads towards mystery and the sort of, let's see what's happening in this interesting place exploration. Sometimes the adventures are more clearly mysteries. Sometimes the mystery is more of a typical, something as bad is happening, go see what it is and stop it. But again, with with less of a combat focus than perhaps your traditional Dungeons & Dragons fare. This is most strongly the case for the early level adventures. The highest level adventures do become more focused on combat and epic combat encounters. And there are indeed some death traps in the book, so so don't think that they're not there just because they're not a big element. Beyond the adventures, there's no new mechanical content for players, although the Dungeon Master gets a few more monsters to play with and a few more magic items to hand out. The adventures overall seem relatively generous with treasure and supernatural charms, so players may enjoy that. There's also a write-up about Candlekeep itself, but it's very brief. Not enough that you could use it as a fully detailed campaign location, but rather enough that the DM has some vague idea of what's going on in Candlekeep, enough to handle the opening and closing of each of these adventures as they send you off on their way. I also it doesn't even feel noteworthy anymore, right? It's become so commonplace in D&D books, but I still wanted to acknowledge how replete Candlekeep Mysteries is with LGBTQ plus characters. In particular, I know I always used to really perk up whenever a singular they pronoun appeared, but now we've gotten to the point where it feels like I'm almost tripping over them in Candlekeep Mysteries, and, and I barely even notice that they're there. And it's, easy to let that just become part of the background, right? You can't call out every queer-friendly presentation in a book when there are dozens of them now. But I still think it is important enough to acknowledge that D&D has been doing this sort of thing consistently enough that it does just kind of feel like par for the course and not really noteworthy and and I suppose in and of itself that's that's something noteworthy what candlekeep mysteries lacks in nostalgia as compared to tales from the yawning porto it more than makes up for in creativity there is broadly speaking a deviation from traditional plot lines and mechanical emphases different adventures have different flavors and different degrees of of success at conveying this but they all share an effort to spark an extra sense of wonder or dread into the game. Note that some of them do have a darker edge with more elements of psychological and personal horror than is typical for D&D. Some of them uh, have little elements, some of them are more like horror stories, some of them are more like thrillers. As an example, one of the adventures does essentially involve people being forced to keep their children alive so that they can then be tormented by being forced to watch them being eaten, right? So there is there is a little bit uh, of that in there on, on your, your darker tones. For these adventures, a DM who can amp up the creepy ambiance will produce a, a great experience for the players. Now, th- there are 17 adventures in here, and because this is spoiler-free, we're not going to try to like give any kind of detail on all of them. If you go on strangeassembly.com, you can see a longer review that does go into what's going on in all 17 of these different adventures. But if you're a player and you're making requests of the DM, my single favorite one was The Price of Beauty. This is the fifth-level adventure written by Mark Holmes, and I apologize in advance for uh, any author's names that I butcher here. Uh, where a search for a missing acolyte takes the characters to a secluded health spa. That is a pretty distinctive setup for a D&D adventure, and it's, it's pulled off well. And that fifth-level adventure, The Price of Beauty, is part of a, a string of solid mid-level adventures. That includes both of the level four adventures, right? This is 16 level, 17 adventures, so there's one double up. There's two level four adventures, A Deep and Creeping Darkness, which is a search for a missing mining town by Sarah Madsen. And then Shem Shime's Bedtime Rhyme, which is a creepy close quarters horror thriller by Ari Levitch. Alright, so you're you've got this solid string with those fourth levels, the fifth level Price of Beauty, and then the seventh level, Sarah of Yellowcrest Manor, which is a literal murder mystery by Derek Rees. At higher levels, where again you're you're getting a more combat focus, but at higher levels, the highlight is the canopic being which is for level 13 characters written by Jennifer Kretschmer. It does have those traditional elements, but it does mix them with mystery. It does mix them with some interaction, and it has some really great locations to experience. And I think that personally for me, my favorite was The Price of Beauty, and then my, my second favorite of these adventures was The Canopic Being. Overall, I think that Candlekeep Mysteries is a great offering for D&D 5th edition because it's doing something that has such a different tone from the more typical dungeon crawl. And I like dungeon crawls, right? I've been playing D&D for a while, I I like that sort of play too, but it is nice to see the game explore more thematic space. Candlekeep Mysteries will require a bit of a different skill set. From the DM to be like a really great experience because there's a lot more mood and a lot less about tactical combat than usual. But groups looking to expand their Dungeons and Dragons horizons will find a lot to like in Candle Keep Mysteries. You've been listening to Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. You can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com. You can subscribe to this podcast there on iTunes or whatever your preferred podcatching service is. If you use a podcatching service, but especially if you use iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating or review there. It helps other people find the show. You can also support the show if you're such a wondrous, luminous human being, by visiting us at patreon.com/slash strangeassembly. You can find us at the usual social media haunts. We're at StrangeAssembly on Twitter facebook.com slash strangeassembly and at strangeassembly on Instagram. You can also reach me directly. I'm chris at strangeassembly.com. I always love to hear your comments and feedback, especially if it's telling me how wonderful I am. But but hey, I actually do like uh, constructive criticism, so go to town. Until then, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming.